Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your host, Tim and Julie Harris. Guys, we had a lot of fun feedback on the show yesterday, and we appreciate it. We're going to pick up where we left off yesterday, today. And the best thing about today's show is today we're going to be talking about your specific action plan to develop your abundant mindset. So it's always good stuff. Julie and I like talking about motivational stuff because it motivates us as well, and hopefully by motivating us and motivating you, everyone's motivated, and I think that is probably just a big motivational mess at this point. Julie, welcome to today's yeah. radio show. <laughs> Thank you. It is always a pleasure and uh, should be an interesting show as always. Wanted to pick up where we left off and I'm just scanning for a little mini shout out that just came in. So if you'd like me to jump into that briefly, it's kind of a long email so I'm not going to do all of it, but I did want to just do a quick shout out if that's cool. Sure. You- Please do, but before you do, um, a lot of you guys have been requesting that Julie and I start getting on some of the social networking stuff and broadcasting live and doing th- using Periscope and using things like Snapchat and using all that stuff, and we're going to, and we have been, we just haven't been doing a very good job because, frankly, we've been doing great with just delivering uh, to you guys from this radio show, but we're going to expand, and so look for more Tim and Julie, more different ways coming at you soon. Love it or hate it, it's coming your way. Um, And also, uh, we had an interesting email from somebody asking for an advanced copy of our book, Harris Rules. Um, We don't have an advanced copy because the book's not done yet. And that book's not going to be done probably, I'm guessing, until maybe two, two, three months, maybe four months, somewhere in there. But yeah, it's going to be, it's a real book getting really published, and you're going to be hearing more about it. It's going to be, how many different chapters is it, Julie? How many, where's it ending? Uh, Probably going to be probably 15-ish. So it's going to be 15 of what we feel to be the most important, i.e. rules, that you have to have to be successful in certainly business, but also obviously our main focus, which is the real estate business. So that book is going to be coming your way sometime in the foreseeable future. So Julie, just jump right in. Let's hear the email from the listener. (laughs) Well, I'm going to actually summarize because, I, as I said, I just got this right at the top of the call uh, of our podcast here. And this is from Latrivia Palacios in... Uh, California, area code 909. So uh, any inland California referrals can go to Latrivia Palacios, and I think she goes by Tree, T-R-E. So, uh, and don't worry, Latrivia, I'm not going to read everything, but the point that she brings up is that she has been an implementer. She is one of our premier coaching clients, and she goes on to list a lot of things that she's implemented, 90-day massive action plan. She's gotten Mojo Cells going. She's got 800 Home Hotline going. She's got her open house plan. She's not just using one or two signs. She's following our coaching on 10-plus signs, how to monetize an open house as part of what we teach. Uh, and she's got her pre-listing package going. So her email, to a large extent, talks about this, the phenomenon of having to spin plates, right? She's uh, homeschooling her kids. She's got all of these things going on and trying to maintain some level of focus, have some personal goals. And she said, uh, and, he, and in reading back over the email, I'm inclined to think this journey of mine maybe would have been start, better started out on the sofa of a psychiatrist rather than real estate coaching, forgive me. So all is forgiven, Latrivia. There's nothing wrong with you. This is absolutely normal. 
especially for somebody who's implementing and taking action. So you are amongst friends and colleagues here, and you've done a great job signing up for the Premier Coaching. And I'm going to make sure that we take extra special care of you, and I will go through each and every one of your questions, and uh, you'll either be hearing from me or one of the other coaches today to help you bring all of these things into focus and have some very specific priorities on a daily basis that are always, of course, focused on dollar productive action. So I just so wanted to Julie, bring that up to him because so many people feel this way in real estate, especially when they've been implementing. An observation for you. Her questions yes. are probably perfect for the instant coaching on demand that you're building for um, the uh, website. You might want to, yeah, <laughs> so you might want to like double count. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So use her questions and because her questions will illuminate a lot of, you know, blah, blah, blah. Good. Definitely. Well, that's awesome. And, you know, I'll tell you what jumped out at me as you were reading that email or summarizing it anyway, anyway was the fact that the thing that I'm worried about with her, and I don't know her, but I'll tell you the thing I'm worried about is the fact that she is on this journey and she probably won't find too many people outside of really the folks that she meets along the path with us that are going to reinforce the path that she's on. And, yeah, it's going to be very easy for her to basically be lulled back into complacency, lulled back into sleep, made to feel that it's abnormal to want to be exceptional, made to feel that it's normal to be complacent. You've got to watch out for that, and you've got to fight against it. And trust me, trust me, I tell you it's everywhere. There's not a single thing in our society nowadays, it seems, that wants to reinforce you becoming a really better person. People talk about it. People sort of, it's sort of trendy, you know, but at the end of the day, look how many different things are trying to get you to just to stay in your own little box. And when you're trying to do something exceptional, when you're trying to build a business, when you're trying to build wealth, when you're trying to get your shit together, you know what? It's not always the easiest thing in the world to do just because there is so many people out there that will fight and fight and fight to keep you the same. And those and the the biggest uh, obstacles will usually come from the people that are the closest to you. Forgive them, you know. Move on, right? Forgive them. Don't hold a grudge. Don't try to coach them. Don't try to train them. Just understand that they're not yet at the place in their lives where they're going to be ready to change. And you actually have to, you know, if you want to figure out how you can basically not feel disconnected from the people you love as you start on your sojourn, well, the best way to go about doing that is to do it comprehensively. In other words, when you say you're going to accomplish a goal, if you want that goal reinforced, you can find it reinforced through us, through our organization. Don't be surprised if the goal won't be reinforced by your friends and family member. Don't be surprised if they try to actually you know, discourage you. Don't be surprised if you hear them saying things like, well, you're going to work too hard. What about this? What about that? Are you going to sacrifice this? Are you going to sacrifice that? You're going to say, hell yeah, I'm sacrificing all of it because I'm going to drill down and I'm going to actually make myself the best version of me that I can. And if that means that I have to spend a little bit less time on the things I spent time on before that have become distractions, watching TV, for example, then that's what I'm going to do because I'm not going to let this life get by me. That's the mindset that you have to have. And what will happen, and this happened with Julie and I, this happened with a lot of other coaching clients, is as you become more successful, what you do indirectly is you give permission from everyone, everyone around you who's paying attention to do the same thing. And so they'll start asking you questions like six months, 12 months from now, you start you know, accumulating some money, you buy a rental property, things are going the right direction, pay off some debt, you're starting to – like it's obvious that you're being successful. Then notice how the same people that maybe weren't that supportive start coming around asking questions. <laughs> And then they start doing the same thing, and they start improving their lives. So what you've done without knowing it, if you've actually become like the lighthouse in the, you know, in the storm, you become the thing that has led them to a place where they finally give themselves permission to become the best versions of themselves. That's what you've done 
by you doing this for yourself. Interesting paradigm shift for a lot of you, but the real the real takeaway, the real bottom line is, don't be surprised if you're surrounded by, you know, well-meaning people that are giving you what sounds like well-meaning advice, but the, what they're really doing is they're discouraging you. Fight against it. Be aware of it. Build your walls. Build your shields. Um, and whatever you do, Finally, don't give by up on example. yourself. Yeah, you know that's the best thing that you can do. You don't have to talk about it. You can just be the example. You know that saying, "Be the change that you want to see in the world." There's a great place to apply it. Well, nobody talks about this. Like you know, honestly, had I not experienced it myself personally back when you and I sold over 100 houses our first year, we were in our you know early 20s. Guys, trust me when I tell you that. Nobody was supportive of us uh, uh, doing that. And matter of fact, our immediate family members, some of them, were just plain shocked that we were, that we broke the you know we broke the mold in such a you know significant way. And it took them a, a year or two or three to come around to being supportive. And you know, so we've lived it, we've experienced it before. We know what a lot of you guys are going to head against. We had agents <laughs> when we sold real estate, even almost for ten years in, in Columbus. We had agents that were 100% Tim and Julie haters. They hated the fact that we were able to do something that they never were able to do. We, they hated the fact that we were able to do it so fast. They hated the fact that we were to go to their markets and we kick their butts in listing appointments. We're not supposed to talk like this when you're a real estate agent. You're supposed to be all supportive. It's supposed to be a big communal thing. That's not reality. The reality is not every, you know, there is only one winner. It's called the person who gets the listing. That's a mindset that a lot of you guys feel you internally feel, and I know I'm resonating with hundreds of thousands of you, and yet you guys are afraid to verbalize it. Well, okay, it's okay. I appreciate it. It's not politically correct to be ambitious right now, but do accept that that's probably something that's driving you at a very core level, your desire to win, and don't give up on it. Don't think it's wrong. Don't think there's something wrong with you just because you want something more with your life. Does that make sense, Jules? Yeah, you are just making me think um, one of our – Long-time coaching members, the Kenmore's out in um, Washington State, we had an interesting discussion about recognition of team members who were doing a killer job. You know, they've grown to the point where they have listing partners and the listing agents are doing really, really well. The buyer's agents sometimes get a little bit envious of that. So the conversation was, should we not recognize them as much in a team meeting because it makes some of the other team members feel a little bit funny? And we all decided collectively that that was a bunch of baloney. This is a merit-based business. We are here to make a profit. So, of course, it's okay to recognize them for doing a killer job. And if that means that some of the other team members get a little funny feeling about that, that maybe they're a little envious, they can either get it together or go work for somebody else. That was our resolution. But, you know, that that thought – that's in the background, well, maybe we don't want to, you know, make such a big deal about success because maybe it'll make somebody feel bad, you know, and, and that's coming from very strong, uh, very abundance-minded uh, coaching members of ours that kind of, you know, had those thoughts, and that's normal, but it's what we decided to do about it that maybe isn't normal in today's society, but that's just too bad. <laughs> but isn't that, Julie, for the rant. I, you know, you and I, you and I are in our, in our 40s, right? So when we were when we were coming up, um, there weren't like you know it it wasn't bad to be successful. There was this undercurrent of sort of like you know successful people are evil, but for the most part, to be rich to be successful means you accomplished something, means you provided services, you know you did something that was worthy of other people paying you money for, right? I don't know when that changed, but in society right now, it's palatable. You can actually feel. Unless you're amongst your peers, unless you're in your tribe, right, like you guys are now listening to us, it is 
obvious that there's something that's shifted in our country. And so going back to the, you know, the abundance versus scarcity thing, scarcity is reinforced everywhere. There's a gas shortage. Oh, what happened with that? What happened with the uh, peak, uh, peak gas thing? Oh, I guess that's no longer a conversation topic now that gas prices have dropped again. But it'll come around again as a political hot topic, right? But there's a gas shortage. If you're in certain parts of the country, there's a water shortage. There's a clean air shortage. There's a money shortage. There's a food shortage. There's a everything shortage because everybody wants you to believe there's scarcity. There is no scarcity of anything. It's all designed to basically put you in a state of fear so you're easily controlled. That's the reason people want you believing in scarcity. What if none of those things were true, guys? What if there's no shortage of anything? What if there's no shortage of love, there's no shortage of money, there's no shortage of opportunity? Now, some of you, I know where your thoughts went. Well, Tim, how can there possibly be enough for everyone? Because there is. Because so few people will understand that there's no shortage of it because they'll be so you know, warmed over by the idea that there's scarcity. They don't even try. That's the reason that becoming successful actually is easier than a lot of you think, because so few people try. When you start climbing the ladder, you know, we, I won't go into this, but basically as you start ascending, as you start working harder, you think the competition becomes worse. You think that there's more people and there's better healed and all the rest of it, but the truth is the exact opposite, especially in real estate, especially, by the way, with upper-end real estate. The more homes you sell, the less competitors you're actually going to have. The more, the ex- more expensive real estate you sell, generally speaking, the less skilled your competitors will be. So a lot of the beliefs that you guys have are the exact opposite of the truth. When you're fighting over the pennies and the nickels and the lower-end stuff and you, that's where your mindset is, that's where the real competition is because that's where so many people keep themselves. When Julie and I sold real estate, I'll give you guys a really good example. When Julie and I sold real estate, we did have buyer's agents. Okay, So we had a team of seven or eight buyer's agents. You guys, some of you know Rochelle. She actually started out as a buyer's agent for us, and you know, then she was a buyer. We had her put, put in a position of you know, being a buyer agent boss, and now she's a great coach that a lot of you guys know and love. Well, so here's the interesting thing. We would bring on uh, – and this is back in the 90s before teams were even – people didn't even talk about teams back when we had a team. So when we talk about teams, we talk about the economics of a team. It's because we actually know the economics of a team because we've done it, not just because we read about it in a book. Just Let's just be clear about that. So we would bring on team members occasionally, and these team members would have this mindset. Like our average sale price was usually about 50 to maybe even 100% higher than the average for the overall market. didn't start out that way, but that's where we migrated. We intentionally increased our, our sale price while we were selling real estate because obviously the commissions are more. Well, we'd bring on buyer's agents occasionally. We would see that they would absolutely positively not want to work with the, in our marketplace, a four or $500,000 buyer. They were only comfortable with that $100,000 to $150,000 buyer. Why? Because that's, that was their limitation of their thinking. They, believe, they had beliefs about themselves, and they had beliefs about that uh, more, in their mind, upper-end buyer that they weren't actually willing to overcome. So as a result of that, they didn't stick around. We couldn't use them because they weren't willing to expand and change. They had a very limited worldview. I've had other coaching clients that we've had that have sold real estate, lived in expensive areas. Silicon Valley is an example. And maybe the property values have come up around them. But what they do is they don't even sell in their immediate area. They'll go outside of their area because they're not, expe- they're not comfortable selling to multimillion-dollar uh, buyers or multimillion- and selling for multimillion-dollar sellers. They won't, 
they literally think they have some sort of insecurity about dealing with people at that level. So they'll go away from where they live, drive an hour just so they can deal with stuff that makes them comfortable so they don't have to, you know, address their own demons with regards to scarcity versus abundance. Julie, does this does this uh are we yeah, too far off the base here? Yeah. No, I think you make an excellent point and that should have been in our point lineup about how you know that you are at least sometimes scarcity minded is having that fear of certain types of clients, certain types of houses or price ranges that comes up quite a bit in coaching. And what is the action step to overcome that? Well, it's usually fear of the unknown. So our coaches will assign you some, you know, it's basically, uh, we call it housing field trips. You go out and you set up previews. And for most agents, it's funny, Tim, in almost every case, it's the price range that is just over what they're living in or their yep. last best house that they owned. Once you're, you know, about 100 grand over that, they start to freak out. Okay? And the weird thing is that this is also when they stop using their scripts to pre-qualify because that person must be spending so much money that they're automatically qualified somehow magically. That's all scarcity-minded stuff because you're afraid of losing that opportunity. So if you are not showing certain neighborhoods or not working with certain clients because you're feeling intimidated, it's lack of knowledge of it, right, fear of the unknown. So we send you out. You go set up about 20 different previews of high-end new construction, of high-end resale. You go out there, and you get comfortable with it. And then all of a sudden, you feel better about that, and you're not so weird about pre-qualifying people in those price ranges either. And you're not as weird about going on listing presentations. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's talk about what we did. When Julie and I first started out, we started selling in an area of Columbus, and, and then, uh, guys, we're going to get to our points. And by the way, the next points, Julie, you're going to go Eventually. through are talking about how to <laughs> specifically build your abundance mindset, which is awesome. <laughs> so when Julie and I first started out, we sold out of 100 – it's like right out of college, basically, first year in business. But you guys, it's you know just 100 and some houses is what it is. But those houses were mostly things less than $200,000. After a few years of selling those houses and realizing that we could just travel a half hour from that particular market and be in a market where the average sale price was six or $800,000, well, it didn't take us too long to have the light bulb go off in our head, well, that's better. Of course, we had all the beliefs that you did. Well, those people will be too sophisticated or they'll not necessarily want to do business with us or they'll have all these – we had all these preconceived notions. So what we started doing, we did this every weekend, is we drove out there, we parked our car, <laughs> and then we'd walk around in the neighborhoods. We'd walk around. It was New Albany Country Club. We'd walk around the golf course. We'd actually get to know the area, occasionally have conversations with other people that lived there that were on walks, got to be – essentially realized that the people were just like us. They just basically bought and sold more houses, or they'd been relocated from another market. They weren't aliens from another planet. They had the same dreams, hopes, and fears that we did. So what did we do? We set a goal of moving out there, and we did. And it took us about, I don't know, 18 months after we originally had the thought, maybe 24 months, and then we moved out there, and then that's where we started focusing on selling real estate. Guys, you can do the same thing. It's not that difficult. It's basically just acknowledging the fact that you probably do have a scarcity mindset. So listen, Julie, I want you to get to your first point, but before you do, uh, if you guys have yet to do this, if you've yet to complete that form that's on the screen right now, uh, you're missing the boat. This time of year, it's incredibly important that you have your act together, you have your business plan together, you have your real estate treasure map completed. We're going to give you that and five other books for free just by completing that form. Name, email, phone number. And when you do, we're also going to call you back. We're going to let you know about the Premier Coaching Program. Literally, guys, this is a coaching program that I think it's going to become a movement because so many people are getting it. We have been able to take 
what essentially are the best elements of coaching that in the past people have paid fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a year for, and we've made it literally only ninety nine dollars a month when you use the student approval program. There's no strings attached. There's no, no monkey business. This is a real live coaching program. I mentioned Coach Rochelle earlier. She's one of the premier coaches. When you enroll in this program, you get one private coaching call per month with one of our premier coaches. But in addition to that, you get two to three semi-private calls per week. In addition to that, you get all the other content that comes available as part of the program. You get the listing presentation, the buyer presentation, the scripts, the lead generation ideas. I know a lot of you guys are buying buyer leads and buying seller leads. Well, we're going to tell you the best way to go about doing it so you don't overpay, so you can actually track what's working and what's not. And Maybe you choose to never buy leads and you just want to generate your own. That's awesome, too. This is a complete system. Those of you guys are focused on doing by referral only type stuff, we've got you covered. Expires for sale by owners, we got you covered. Technology, you want to know how to social network and all that, it's all part of this program, guys. And we are constantly updating, it's constantly being refreshed. There's no, you know, some of the information is maybe a couple years old, but for the most part, it's always, uh, it's like a living thing, right? So it's $99 a month when you use the student approval program, it's a no brainer. Go ahead and complete that now. We'll call you back as soon as possible. You will you'll be offered a free coaching call. The free coaching calls now are the, the business consultations. Those are booking a week out, so be patient. Your call will be probably in about seven days. It's worth doing. Make sure you schedule that right away. Julie, jump right in. Thank you. Yes. Okay, so we're going to continue and wrap up some of our scarcity points so that they can recognize that, and then actually, Julie, go, get, no, skip it. You skip, want to skip it. Go right to okay, action plan. For, yep, action plan for you abundance mindset. All right, you got it. So when you have a mindset of abundance, you believe and operate knowing that there is enough for everyone. Your core belief centers on being of service to others. You know in your heart of hearts that when you help enough people at a high enough level, you will always have an abundance of income. So action plan for your abundance mindset. Point number one, have appreciative conversations. Rather than talking about the things that you don't have, try to engage in conversations with friends and family about the multitude of things that you do have, as well as what they have. Life is full of abundance, so monitor your speech, talk about gratitude, the things that you have, and get away from what you're lacking. Make sense, Tim? Yep, absolutely. All right, so point number two is this is seems like a you know no kidding type of point, but this has such an impact. Organize your home, your life, and your finances to get into that abundance mindset. The simple process of getting your possessions, your time, and your information better organized does a lot to create a mindset of abundance. By doing this, you begin to see how many things and how much time you actually already have in your life. I just started using mint.com, for example, in the interest of keeping everything in one place. I highly recommend that to all of our great podcast listeners. Organize your stuff so you actually know what you have, right? That'll get you away from scarcity and thinking, gosh, you know, what happened to this and what happened to that? Get you into abundance. So organizing home, life, and finances. One of the things that we do regularly is go through the closets, right? Nothing will get you into that abundance, like seeing all the things that you already have that you're not even using. Make sense? Yeah, well, you know, the, but going, combining those two points, um, mm -hmm. surrounding yourself with abundant thoughts and abundant-based people, that's going to be the tricky part, but it is out there. You just have True. to drill down. 
Uh, and again, just to always remind you guys, don't be surprised if the people that are nearest you are not going to be of abundance mentality. They want to be. It'll resonate with them. They understand the importance of it, at least kind of on a spiritual level they do, and yet they're disconnected from it. So you're going to have to read books. You're going to have to listen to things. You're going to have to listen to music. You're going to have to maybe keep – I mean, some people like to write down every day the things that – like when Julie and I go on our walks every morning, what we do, not every morning, but virtually every morning – is no matter if we're in a good mood or a bad mood, we always start basically hitting each other with the things we're thankful for. So even if we both wake up in a terrible mood, when we go on that walk, uh, we remind each other what we're you know, thankful for. They're not the same things. We always try to you know, be a little competitive and come up with new things we're thankful for, five things each. And it is almost impossible to still have any, any seed of that pissy mood after you've made a short list of things you're in appreciation of. It's a wonderful gift to yourself. Julie? That's it. Point number three, and we could do a whole podcast, I think we probably have, just on this point. Follow a media-free morning, or if you can, a media-free life. Almost every form of media in some way revolves around cultivating the desire for things you don't have, which is a key element of the scarcity mindset. Media highlights loss, fear, and anxiety. I don't know when that all happened, but it's definitely true, and it's, we're not going to change it. So why would you voluntarily sign up for listening to, reading, watching anything that highlights loss, fear, anxiety, what you don't have? You know, I always joke whenever we see those, you know, those crazy commercials that they've invented something that's wrong and now we have a drug for it. I always walk by and say, okay, we don't have that. Whatever it is, I don't know what it is. There's nothing wrong with us. You know, and it's well, that commercial but- trying to make you feel like you've got to get something because maybe that's your problem. Go ahead. We have talked about this on the radio sh- uh, show before. Media has basically become an absolute snake pit of evil, nasty bullshit that you should avoid at all costs. How about that for directing a bunch of swear words just so you guys know I'm serious? <laughs> the, it, when is the last time you saw – yeah, I'll get some emails about that. When is the last time you guys saw or read anything in the media that wasn't partisan horseshit? where they weren't trying to get you to feel scarcity. When is the last time you actually read anything that was positive that you put down or read or watched and thought, oh, I feel uplifted? Never happens. Okay, occasional cat video on YouTube are funny. But other than that, for the most part, it is just negative crap. Now, just from a nerdy perspective, why is it that so much negative stuff sells? Why is it that every time you watch Wolf Blitzer, it's breaking news or the whatever, whatever? It's because after September 11th, this is what happened. And this is, I, you know, again, I don't want to nerd out on you, but there were actual studies that have done this, that people, a lot of people became addicted to the drama at a very core level after watching all the news on September 11th. That's when the fear thing started to really take over our country. And so people need to have that reinforced, and they actually get – this is an interesting part. Notice in yourself if you actually – if this clicks with you, just notice how you actually fear, feel this. When you hear something that's drama-based drama and it's all over the place, notice how you get this little spark inside of you. This little circadian brain, lizard brain spark goes off inside of you. That's designed. That's your fear response. That's, by the way, your ego fear response. So what's happened is they, media, has made you unconsciously, by the way, addicted to the drama because they know exactly what to say and how to say it to scare the shit out of you just a tiny enough, just a little bit enough so that you actually will take action and, uh, and 
and watch it. You don't believe me? Okay, here's the proof. When you are uh, accepting the fact that media is absolutely evil, okay, and I'm talking about TV, radio, just purge all that. Do it. Give yourself that gift. Start by a day. Start by then go to a week. Notice how you go through a withdrawal. I promise you, you will. Every single person that's taken this seriously. Listeners, I want you to do this. Do it for a day. Do it for a half a day. Do it just for the morning. Notice how quick you start getting like almost caffeine withdrawal from not having a little spark of you know media nastiness. Notice how your body is literally and your mind is literally looking for that little shock of adrenaline that comes from Wolf Fritzer or telling you the latest email scandal or any of this other crap. Notice how you actually seek that out. You will then go through another – it will even get worse. You'll start getting the shakes. You might, you might break down and then go and check your Facebook feed. Up, oh, you lost. You're back addicted to it again. Right, uncle. But if you stay yeah. off of it, if, if you stay off of it for a week, just give yourself a week. You will notice unbelievable things happen in your life. You'll feel less anxious. You'll be more engaged. You'll be more present. But here's what's really amazing. You'll start having massive clarity about the things that really matter in your life. You will. You'll start knowing what you, where you should be spending your time. You'll feel less hurried. There's so much nastiness that has basically been seeded into our brains as a result of the current media system that we just need to go cold turkey. Oh, Tim, I'm going to miss something important that happens in the news, something critical that happens. No, you won't. You think there's any chance that all the people around you aren't going to ask you, did you hear? Have you heard? Did you read? Everyone's going to tell you if anything really important comes up. You know, and here's what you'll discover. Very rarely does anything really important come up. It's just people addicted to the drama. Give yourself the gift of unplugging from that. So, Julie, we obviously went off our script today, yeah. but that's, so good. that's okay. I had fun to do. We entertain ourselves, right? Fun. Anything else you'd like to say to these guys as we round the bend, Julie? Well, I mean, it's all about monitoring your mindset and making sure that you are having the conversations that you want to have about the things that you want in your life and getting into that abundance instead of what's wrong all the time. And you guys know, sometimes it's you occasionally. I find many people when they get tired or they're sick or they're overwhelmed or, you know, they're slammed, their behavior is different than on a, quote, normal day, if there are any normal days in real estate, of course. I get that. But, you know, monitor yourself as you go through those conversations. And we all know people that are all about what's wrong. And I hear that on coaching calls. You know, it could be the perfect deal but an agent has to create drama just so they feel they earned their commission, that kind of thing. So be the leader in your transactions. Be the leader for your prospects, your suspects, your clients, you know, your past clients. This is a great time of year to demonstrate your leadership and to have a mindset of abundance and to give back. So when in doubt, be of service. That's how you can summarize this whole conversation, I think. And ask yourself on a daily basis, how am I being of service? If you don't have the money that you deserve, that you need, that is required by your goals, you haven't figured out how to help enough people at the highest level yet. That's all. Or Keeping accept, it simple. Or accepted the fact accepted the fact there's a direct correlation between the number of people you help accomplish their goals and then yeah. really the fact that you will then accomplish all of yours. So listeners, anytime you have any feedback for us, Tim at Tim and Julie Julie at Tim and Julie Thank you for making this uh what we believe to be the number one radio show podcast specifically for real estate agents. 
We have consistently 150-some thousand regular listeners. It's fantastic. I'm hoping that we're going to get it over 200 just because that was the goal at the beginning of the year. So help me do that by putting the word out. Share this radio show with as many other people as you know. Any suggestions for show topics, any emails, any feedback, anybody whatsoever who you think might be a good candidate to be on the radio, please do send me an email or Julie an email. In the meantime, have a fantastic day, and it will be our pleasure to talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.